If you go to a pub in Ireland, you have to have a song. And if you don't have a song, you may as well not go to a pub at all. I've changed the Murray, by the way. So if anybody wants to buy me a Murray, well, I'd say Peroni as well. And here we are, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Uh, no jokes on the intro this week. Back at the cross size to discuss the Man City game on, uh, on Monday. And I've just forgot, as I made the notes, We'll also need to discuss what went on in London as well. I'm sad they haven't even put those on the notes. Uh, before we preview the Millwall game, I'm joined this evening by you, Phil. Good evening. Hello. Uh, young Chops, back second week. Impressed a few people, I've heard. Good evening. I'm back to regain my, gra- my crown. <laughs> you what, sorry? Regain your crown. Are you saying you won the uh, Hall of Fame? Is that what it is? Yep. Beginner's luck, mate. It's always the right. <laughs> Racist. And Sam? Good to see you again. Good evening, mate. Can we keep the racial slurs and general nonsense down to a minimum this week, if possible? So, we've had two massive games against two of the traditional top six. Shall we, shall we go with City since it's fresh in his head before going back to Arsenal, boys? How did you see the game, Sam? I thought we were really good. I was really impressed. I've had a couple of arguments with a couple of people this week. I thought we probably deserved a point out of it, but... At the end of the day, if, as Wilder said, bringing a Guerrero on is not a bad sub, is it, after 70 minutes or whatever it is? It's twice we've played against Man City and twice Sergio Aguero has been booked for time wasting. It says a lot, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Well, I guess one of their major rivals. <laughs> no, yeah, I can't believe he's come out and said that, to be honest. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's almost like someone paid him to that. <laughs> but uh, for me, I thought first 10 minutes, that he could make an argument where there was a bit of a nervousness. Uh, and then we just seemed to kick into gear and really, it was, a, it was a really good game. I thought United were in it for long periods, despite obviously not having as much possession as you'd probably expect us to have in a home game against lots of other teams. Um, I thought Ollie McBurney for an hour, if, I don't, actually, I'm, I'm not buying this idea that he faded. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. It was his best game for United. 100%. Totally and it's, ta- and it's, he's proved to anyone who's doubted him that he will grow into being, by the end of the season, one of our most important players. He's a fixture now, isn't he? I think for the first time this season, you could say that one of our front two said, that shirt's mine. Mm. And possibly the only other one's been the Bolger through the way he's been playing. I'll tell you what I thought the catalyst was to the game kicking off. Oh, my God, kicking off, obviously. You're right, we started really slow and almost a little bit in awe of him mm. until Mo Bessic absolutely floored Laporte. And that just kind of set the tone for the rest of the, the team to, to get a bit get, more aggressive and tighter. In, in, the, in the main part, I agree, but I think the first half, especially, any chance Man City created came from mistake. a mistake. Yeah, yeah. And it, we were and sloppy, weren't It's we? very, very sloppy. I, I don't know who, I can't remember who it was that lost it on the halfway Basham. line. Was it Basham? Yeah. And how, st- I mean, it's a great save by Henderson. I'm not taking anything away from, from Dino in that. But how has Raheem Sterling not put that in? Six, six it's yards a out. It's a confidence thing. Can't say, oh, it's Sterling, can he? It's a little bit like the and he, Even before that, was it Mares that's passed it across? He could have probably hit it. Yeah. There, there was two really good saves in the first half, wasn't there? All taken away the penalty. Was the other one? The Otamendi. Otamendi, wasn't it? Kick, yeah. Yeah. Why is he not headed that? Looking back on it, on the highlights, I don't think he'd have been able to get the power on a header. I don't think he'd have needed to get any power on a header. If you were going to break into Atomic Kitten's song then... He's, uh, if only. 
Um, <laughs> bit young for Atomic Kid, I think, is our job. <laughs> but the um, thing is, you've got to remember Atom Endy's a nut job, isn't it? And that <laughs> it was, the thing is, it was a weak link at the back, wasn't it? I, I thought Laporte looked outstanding. Big yeah. props to Laporte thinking of the, on Twitter that he would have taken John Egan as well. I'd love to have seen that. Into a, <laughs> he'd have me to answer to. After Gabriel Jesus ran into John Egan's back and uh, instead of a bite mark being on John Egan's back, there were John Egan back mark on Jesus's teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, You've been saving that up, haven't you? <laughs> that's a good little turn of phrase, I don't blame you. But obviously, the quality came and then it's the weird man. They're not weird. They're, they're like every top side, they've just had that, that sort of period where he scored and then their incredibly quiet fans sang for five minutes. But De Bruyne was just purring, the ball was moving. I mean, that ball from De Bruyne in the first half, outside of the foot, yeah, down the halfway to, line, and Kyle Walker, down what, to Walker. what an incredible pass. It, it, How it, did he even see watch. that that was a ball? That spin on it, just to kind of bend it round the corner, was incredible, wasn't it? And, and obviously, the pass for the goal, I mean, he's threaded it through the eye. He's a little bit lucky, I think, because it goes through Jack O'Connell's legs. But it also, see that John pass. Egan gets stuck in the ground as well. Yeah. I don't know if that's because Dino gives a shout or, or if he thinks he... if he gets there, he's going to put it in well, his own Well, that's what net, I thought. I thought but... it stopped. But um, yeah. i tell you one thing that I did notice about Man City, though. They're absolute masters of the dark arts, aren't they? Oh, yeah, massively. All over the pitch, and it's not just going down easy because they clearly do. It's the little fouls, the cynical ones. Fernandinho is as good as I've seen anybody doing it. I don't what know. a joke from Lee Mason. Uh, that's, we could have a full conversation I'm not, I'm not, about I, talk, We talk about dark arts, but referees have got to be wiser than that. I, I don't have an issue if you want to play in that way where basically if they're on the attack, just body check them, trip them, well, take them. And, 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 and you have to. I don't have an issue with that. It's playing within the rules of the game. What my problem with Mason was is you just could see that he became in awe of the occasion and then he becomes stickler for the rules. And this is the problem with all these top referees where it's, 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 the game's going away from him. So instead of focusing on right, looking at what's happening in front of them, they go and start getting really specific about going back two yards on a throw. But then, but only one way. But then, in then the inconsistency comes back in in that part of the game. So basically, try to get, regain control by, you know, knocking one out into rule book, and instead you'll lose more control of the game. And when he, when um, I think it was Zinchenko body checked Baldock, Baldock like bounces off him, carries on running. But almost this is where we're too honest. Baldock goes over there. That's a free kick mm. all day long, and we, we don't then, go down. But then, then Mason's, Mason's doing the around. ball symbol at him. Yeah, all these because he won't give the ball back. That's why. Well, I thought it was because he no, was no, out. No, no, no. I watched it back on TV. What he's saying to him because Baldock's got under the ball and he's shouting at the linesman. Mm. Mason's saying, "Give him the ball." That's all he's doing. But he did it in the first half with Sharp when Sharp got took out by Fernandino for the second time. And Sharp, you could see Sharp sort of say to Mason, "That's the surely at some point." Me and Mason, so got, Mason was telling Sharp to walk away. And, and all, all three of the bookings in the first half for us were right. All no three. doubts about it. The problem was Zinchenko. Zinchenko, sorry, Fernandino didn't get booked until his fourth challenge, and you could have booked him on the fourth, on the first one. And even then, he's moaning at the referee. The thing is, as a as you get taught doing a referee's course, the first 10 minutes, those fouls, book them, mm. snip, snip them out of the game. 
if Fernandinho gets booked after seven minutes, that kills that yeah. game because they know any ta- tackle or the thought like, is... Like up in all three central midfielders. The thought is yeah. that any tackle is going to be a yellow. By the way, having seen it back on TV, Bessic is very lucky not to get the. Not having it's a great tackle. He doesn't touch the ball. Don't care. <laughs> I think I won't let him. It was, it, was, it was in control, wasn't it? I think that's probably the one. It's above the foot, though. That's the issue, isn't it? He doesn't touch the ball. The yeah. ball passes the ball back to goalkeeper. Yeah. He goes straight through. Is it is a controversial alternative take on that tackle? Could he have not done it in the middle of the pitch when it actually mattered, rather than giving away a yellow? Laporte had just done Baldock, a minute it? before, and I think it was a bit of retribution. <laughs> if, we got in, if we got into that, we would have ended up with about eight men left on the pitch. <laughs> like you say, they, they are very good at that, but that's always been the thing about tactical fouls. But if you ask Guardiola, he, he's not doing anything wrong, and I it's sort so- of... You look at that one where Flett managed to wriggle his way through Rodri and Walker, and then Rodri literally just pulls him down. We all said the same, didn't we, yeah. for the Southampton ball? That's exactly what Norwich yeah. should have done. Yeah. Exactly that. I think, I think um, the big thing for me after the game, I hate losing. I absolutely hate United losing. But to come out of those five games, that run that we sat in here and said at the beginning of the season, that's going to be tough. We've still got a positive goal difference, and we're still eighth in the Premier League. We've got to look at the, we've got to look ahead, haven't we? The next four are the games that mm. we've got to get points now. We get I, points in the next four, and, it, and it's done. It's probably done anyway. But the next four, we've got to get the points. I think there's too much crisis talk anyway about like someone tweeting, "Oh, it's only this many points between that and that and blah blah blah." Your Norwiches, your Bournemouths, everything. We're always games where we're going to target as having a go. Uh, and yes, there's been times this season when we played those teams at Bamelay and that teams of that ilk there, I say, Newcastle, Watford being the example, that we've maybe come up short. But I think that's the worry, is that when we seem to have struggled more against your Southamptons, which, admittedly, again, Lee Mason probably cost us there. Yeah, I, I, I would but, counter that with Burnley and Villa. Yeah. We were, we were in control completely. Yeah. It's not the point I was away. going on to say, and I think a lot of people are being a little bit Dramatic because it's, you, it's we've, latism, isn't it? Well, but we've had a we've had a month of inconsistent form, which for the for the four before this one in the season we didn't have. So people aren't really used to the idea. They're used to going, "Oh my God, we put seven points in the last three. Whereas now, I think Saturday, and we're going to talk about Saturday. Obviously, gives us a fantastic context to then go into those other games. I think there's certain players who are chomping at the bit that need to play on Saturday. I also think some people also just need to carry on ticking over, especially with the fact it's a full week until Palace. Before we like tie up City, well, we, we can tie up City, but a little bit on the Arsenal game, unlike the City game, I thought we, we, we started and finished outstanding at Arsenal. It was the middle part of the game, which I was a bit disappointed in us. Well, he was right, wasn't he? First 10 minutes, last 10 minutes. What, what I was really impressed with, I think you guys all went, I watched it on the telly. The thing that impressed me most was Wilder could change the game tactically in the middle of the game to change formation. Mm-hmm. And it worked. You could see what he did. It was so obvious. obvious. something that worked on as well. Because it, it, was a, it was a... And they tried a very similar thing on, on Tuesday night. They did, you're right. And it, it, it probably worked. And again, we probably again took control of the game a little bit. We stopped Man City from purring when we made that change. And yeah. I think if it, I honestly think if they'd probably been another five or ten minutes, I think we'd probably have one. Maybe, we were heading that maybe, way. Yeah, we, mm. we were. We, whether they took a bit off, I don't know. But it, it's obvious we can't 
keep. You can see teams are now playing to combat our formation, so we do need another way of playing. But I think that's that the sign that that's that's coming, and 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 I think on Saturday we might see something completely different and flexible. For it. But at Arsenal, uh, when Robinson came on, he looked dog shit for about five minutes and grew into it and was fantastic and mm. had a major major contribution to the goal. Uh, I was I was not too happy with Sharp after Saturday, um, but then on, on on Tuesday he was very good and he seems to me have put his flag in the sand and said I'm not going anywhere till summer. Like all I would say, there was a time you see it in the highlights, so horrendously obvious from Tuesday when Sharp got a ball in transition, turned in the championship, then all of a sudden wing back would have gone out, the centre half shitting himself, the other ones thinking, do I come over this space? Man City were like, come on then. And he had, he had, he had nothing. And that's not me slagging him. I'm just, you can, we're now that used to like, McBurney's very good at, on the turn, his second touch then goes in a different direction and he creates a more dynamic attack. And anyway, I'm rambling. Can but, I give you a bit of an alternative view on Sharp? Mm. And I, I'm, I'm, this is, ju- this about, is just it? something I thought about. And I, I'm probably way, way wider than Mark. And I'm not suggesting for a minute this is exactly what the case was. Do you think there's a chance that he could have played Tuesday night as a bit of a free hit as a farewell? See, I wondered that when he came off, because when Billy Sharp comes off, he's normally off very quickly, and he was very, very slow to leave the field on Tuesday night. I'd but say I that's because he's knackered. I'm going to say, I think everyone was quite slow. We, we were... T- no, we were taking slow as <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, but... Um, they were one again, how's that not a fucking booking? I have no idea. This is the problem with people like Mason. They, have no, they lose control of the game. And then the thing they do to try and gain more control, anyway. But I was talking about Robbo before I went off on talking about Sharp. And when Robin, it was the first time I think this season, correct me if I'm wrong, that we've gone to having uh, somebody in behind yeah, two yeah. up front. Yeah. Uh, and Robinson was very good at that. Shown a few times his feet and ability to create chances. He has to start on Saturday. I'd like to see Robinson and McBurney have a run personally, but again, keep saying it, but we'll get on to Millwall. I think I think we'll head towards more of a, <coughs> probably head longer term towards more of a four or five one. And I think you'll probably see Robinson and A another a little bit wider. Robinson suits that sort of left wing role in think, that channel. It turns into a bit of four five one. You I listen to his interviews about tactics, he always says I I have two up front, I play two yeah, up front. Yeah. In effect, you, you possibly could be at sometimes. You could you could go to a dive. We, we might have to at times to, during in games, but I'd, I'd be surprised to see. I'd say more likely to go if you're going to do that. I think the, the more likely one would be the five two and then a three, which interchanges either as one dropping or two wide. That's, that's, that's kind of our formation anyway, isn't it? Three three. And back, I think I think I think you're talking more of a, a four three three sort of. Thing. And that's kind of what we've switched to last two games. That's right. Mm. I think I think that's where it'll head. Is you'll have Robinson going one way and probably Moussa is the only other player that will play wide. Well, this the is the thing. Side. Yeah, I agree. This this I think is Moussa didn't Moussa didn't look good. Uh, Moussa has been poor for a couple of weeks. The thing is, I don't mind the back heel. I've been watching it retrospectively because he, he actually gets a bit of hang time on it. I genuinely just don't think he sees flag. I don't no, think he sees him. I don't think he sees him. I think it were Dean the same put on Twitter. Good, Dean, friend of the pod, good lad. Um, like he said, is it me or was that a lot harder than people were making out? And I think he's probably right. Um, I just thought he was. 
in the time I lost my rag about it because I just wanted so to I, score. I remember looking up on the screen just after he did it because I was confused because I'd not, I'd not seen Fleck myself. I thought that was the easier chance what Moose had tried, not necessarily the back heel, but I thought he'd mm. got a better chance of scoring. I, I say I've not I seen Fleck. Could have, he could have probably got his foot to it as it came across. Yeah, and that's, why, that's the way I thought. Foot, and he's, so he's clearly got no confidence in his yeah, left foot. That, that's sort of yeah. the way I thought he'd hit it. And then when you saw it on the screen, I saw Fleck sort of arguing on the way out and I was looking on the screen and I saw where Fleck was and I thought, to play the ball to where Fleck is, it's going to be some pass. Yeah. But it weren't so much some pass, it was then for Fleck to be able to do something with it, because there were four He just needed to get it out of his feet. Yeah. If he'd got it out of his feet forwards, I think Fleck could have kind of stopped onto it and, and just put his foot through it. There's no guarantee it's going to go in, because there's three yeah. players between him and the another, it's, it's been another great week in the United shirt for John Fleck. He needs to be the highest paid player at the club. He's genuinely, I was, me and my dad were talking about this, my dad's now of the opinion that he's as good, and he saw Woodward, Curry and that, and he reckons he's up there with him in terms of playing for United, the best he's ever seen. Um, some statement, isn't it? I think he's probably got to do it for a long period to to, to be classed in them light. The thing, the thing is with Fleck, I don't know if I said it certainly to, at that potential, isn't it? I don't know if it was here last week where I said it or if I've said it somewhere else, but I remember when we came up to the Championship and you watched Fleck for the first 10 games and you thought... Not sure. Seems to be he wasn't the John Fleck that we'd seen for six months before that, and then he sort of came into it and thought, you know what, he's one of the best players in the Championship here, and that's when the Scotland stuff started coming around. And then again, the second season of the Championship, he started really better. slow, and he got better and better and better. And the same again this season. Well, I think but he got the injury very early this season. Yeah. Well, I I said last week, didn't I, about the Freeman had been so good. Fleck came in, and I might have said it. We see each other a lot. Whenever I said it though, but you know, free, the Freeman going out rumours, like Fleck has literally took that shirt back off him and he's not only, he's not took a while to get going, he's hit the ground running. Fleck's not had a bad game this season. The thing is with Fleck, it's not just what we all know him for, he's had, he's had a goals in. But it, I think, and this is what I started saying just now, it's that new position, because mm. he's playing slightly further forward. He's more in that really duffier, suits him. He's, more, he's in that more of a duffy sort of freer role, isn't he? Yeah. Especially with well, Lundstrom in the team, because Lundstrom's sure, got the legs. I've, I've seen someone saying somewhere that um, not having that number 10 duffy role is helping Fleck get into the box more, because now you've got just Nord sitting deeper, yeah. it allows Fleck and Lundstrom to get into the box. Mm. And, Whereas he didn't really have that freedom before but when you had it. He was a little play. bit further back. Yeah. And, and that's just yeah. the way that we were playing. But no, I think, listen, if we'd have said at the beginning of, um, well, after the last pod, if we'd have said you're going to get a point out of these next two games, I think we'd have probably all begrudgingly yeah. accepted that. Yeah, I just feel like we could have won down at Arsenal because I think they're I think right. yeah. defensively. I think defensively, defensively, yes. I think Pepe. Martinelli's frightening. Martinelli, and, and Pepe. Pe Pepe on Saturday is potentially one of the best live players oh, well, I've ever seen. Yeah, probably. Do you reckon? For me, no. Silly tackle. Do you know what? It's a silly tackle, and I think if he goes down normally, it's probably a penalty. I, the fact he jumps seven foot in the air. I think it's exactly the same sort of contact as the Mares one that gets given yeah. on no, Tuesday. No, that's it's a, a, it's a, it's a tricky player in the box and standing for the difference. Basham's is, not no, swept his Mara's foot out. Mares has swiped a lot. The, the, swiped the difference lot. is, Ender Stevens have come across and took the ball off Pepe before O'Connell had made a challenge. Yeah. So whereas Mares were. 
possibly not hadn't got full control of the ball, but he still I have to say, if Pepe goes down under the tackle, no problem with that being the a way he goes down, The I fact think. he jumps seven foot in the air, does mm. like a swan dive and then a reverse somersault he, in high. I think the difference is he instigates the contact. O'Connell puts his leg out and then pulls it back and he jumps into his leg. Yeah. Whereas Mares goes over Basham's leg but's still out. Yeah. I think that's the difference. Would we though really be debating it if it'd been given? Probably, Probably not, not, but I, I don't I, 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 that's uh, I mean there's no arguments with the Man City penalty, is there? No, well we got we got um yeah. Wilder says they were a, fleck, uh, a foul on Fleck, though, wasn't it? That's, that's what um, I think that's what Macca said to us during the game, wasn't it? That's yeah. what Wilder weren't happy about. But in his interview afterwards, he said, I'm not really happy about people going over as easy as they do for like, And he probably does go down a little bit easy. And they, and again, if Bulldog goes down that easy, well, let's, let's, make, let's, make a, um, let's make a point, though. I think we need to draw the I agree we should be smarter, and we have become smarter, I'd say. I never but, want us to become that too. But let's... Let's not go too much through the way. So that's not also That's not who we want. That's not everything that's amazing about this current team. If we start acting like a bunch of dicks, because even someone like Musa, you'd expect to roll around like a little bitch if he got tackled. He doesn't. Right. It's... I think if any of our players started doing that while Chris Wilder's manager, they'd either get bombed out or they'd be dealt with pretty well, pretty swift. George Baldock at MK Dons when 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 they came to Bramall Lane, he was. They were jumping all round all over. Baldock's one of the worst in United's team, if not the yeah. worst for it, which yeah. surprises me why he didn't go down with yeah. push by Zinchenko. We're thinking though, we've come a long way from like Stephen Quinn winning that half, that free kick just around the halfway line continually for throwing himself into people's <laughs> legs. Basham's, a, Basham's very good at that as well. Basham's very good at going down defensively. <laughs> he doesn't know where his legs are most of <laughs> the time. That turn on it, I still... That, if they'd scored from that the other night, that was... That would be the second or third time this season. Well, it would be the second that has led to a goal, so I'm thinking South no, Leicester. Leicester. And then he did it at Watford. It's only stupid yeah, at Watford, and they should have scored there as well. But all in all, like you say, Phil, uh, a point from those two games. One thing I'd like to say about the Emirates, having been there when it first opened back on the last in the top flight, not aged very well at all compared to. I don't like the London Stadium for football, but it's a modern stadium, like it's reasonably spacious inside. There, it felt like it's it's like any other away end in the country that's of a decent, like a club of a decent size. It's probably one of the most disappointing things that I've had this season. Was that away end? I mean, the seats are comfy, but you don't think you got to sit on. I didn't. I just didn't rate it as an away end. I mean, we were a little bit lower, which shallow. didn't help. And the lower you were, it wasn't. It wasn't. It's not steep enough. It doesn't mm. go back quick enough. Whereas at Tottenham, noise in it, didn't we? you're at Tottenham, and you. T- we, I think we were ten we rows back at Tottenham, Tottenham yeah. and you're you're a lot strong. You're a lot higher up. It was good. Good limbs when Flag scored. I think everyone likes one of. The, it was it was a goal I described as like where time stops a little bit when you're like. Yeah. Wait for it just to nestle in that. Fantastic top facial expressions here for those. Well, we're not videoing <laughs> it, are we? But yeah, it was that. It was again one of those moments of the season where you go, "What the fuck just happened?" I jumped up and backwards in my front room while I was watching it, and nearly broke my back on the sofa because <laughs> I missed it. We, we, I, I just all I remember is looking up and thinking, "Did that just happen?" And then just next thing you see, Fleck in front of you. And George and Baldock. What, George Baldock doing some Baldock. kind of front flip, and I'm still <laughs> stood with arms in the air looking around, going. It's the first time I've not been stood next to I Chops at an away game all season. I took round to grab Chops as I always do when we score away, and he's not there. What the fuck's going on here? Yeah, 
I've rammed his dog downstairs. <laughs> so the next thing, I've, I've like barged Steve out of the way, barged my dad out of the way to get down Cheers, to the stairs. Cheers, Dad. Get down to the stairs and jumped on Macca. Me, Remy and Kirsty had a pile on and then were soon joined by Chinsky. So you can imagine how oh, that was. It's a heavy pile. Yeah. It's a heavy pile. Oh, okay. Kirsty. Your, <laughs> your stomach was doing really well Saturday anyway, mate. So that must have been I had a great time. Oh, I was in a mess. I had one pint all day. So we'll talk about the next part, but I'm coming for Millwall. <laughs> we want our leg back. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, great chat that lads, and yeah, one point from two of the top six, you can't really argue with it. So, welcome back. We are now going to talk about Millwall up and coming in the FA Cup this weekend. We'll have a bit of chat about the game and you boys are all going. I'm sadly not this weekend, although Millwall is one of my favourite away days. Um, had some good times there. We have had some good times as well. Thankfully, I'm not going to get into a scrap with my mate who I've got into a scrap with on the same ground at the same time as I've done for the last two years. But he's our mate. Absolutely. Yeah, he's, he's our friend who was giving me poppers at the last game. <laughs> um, I'm not getting stuff but I think what might be interesting as well is if we go through who we think our 11 will be at the weekend, because that could, could be quite interesting. So, let's start off, let's just talk about what you boys are doing, what's your plans for the weekend? Then? Oh, well, yeah, obviously, we financial bankruptcy is three away games in as many weeks, but... Three away, not just three away games. In three London three away, away games. games. So, so like, I've spent a lot of money on trains this month in January, because there's always a lot of money lying around in January to frivolous endeavours. But we're going to go to Bury Market, have some beers meet some folks down there, they go and have something to eat in Borough Market and then about two o'clock go up to the ground and probably have a load more to drink in there in the 20 minutes or so we've got before kick-off. <laughs> but it'll be, yeah, you know, it, it's always good. I always enjoy that part of London. I think it's quite nice and lively. Hopefully it'll be, it, was, it sounds really weird. It was so quiet on London. On, it was quiet. It was very, having, very weird, wasn't it, on Saturday? We said that in Camden after the game, didn't we? It was very, very quiet. Could have been like a... It'd be like the equivalent of Tuesday, night, Tuesday evening in Sheffield in January. Like literally yeah. half full pub. It's that time of year though, isn't it? It's People just aren't fancying it. Yeah. It'd be interesting this weekend. Yeah, this weekend could be chaos because it's first payday after Christmas, And I think a lot of Wednesday fans might be stuck in London if they've gone down on the train on Friday because there's no trains back. And Leicester are playing in London Saturday, so the trains back should be interesting. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to it and I am looking forward to the game. I kind of wish I was going now, so I'm, well, I'm a little bit jealous. Never write it off knowing you, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we're going to phone call at 12 o'clock saying I'm on my way. <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> Where are you? Just getting in the blimp. <laughs> so are you going to be here? Take me an hour. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we, we get to, we'll be in Borough Market for just after 11. So if anyone's around and fancies a beer, come and see us. We'll be with Alan Pickard. He'll be telling everyone what's what. Uh, we'll just be drinking. Just prick your ears up. You'll 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 find him. It'll be loud enough. Just follow the follow the opinion. Um, <laughs> the one with a calling. Yeah. <laughs> so rather, it's an interesting discussion point of um, how we went for this, Phil. We, as you said, we we've all wrote down who we think we'd like to see start and formation. So do you want to kick us off? Yeah. Do you want, what do you want me to do? Read the whole team out. Or? Yeah, it's who you think so should start. It's maybe not necessarily who I want to start, because I'd like us to go as strong as we possibly can. 
and Wilder has alluded to that a little bit, but um, I, I don't know whether he's not allowed to because of Man United, but I don't think Henderson will start. I think Berrips will play. Well, Henderson's cup tied now anyway. It's obviously came on. Oh, Berrips of course, yeah. Of course, I didn't think about that, but Berrips will, Berrips Berrips will play anyway. Berrips, all more. Yeah, true. Yeah, so more is injured. I think Berrips will start. I've got, I think Kieran Freeman will play right back. Or right wing back. Yeah, again, uh, Wilder said it earlier in his interview, there's a couple of players carrying knocks that will miss out, and Baldock obviously took a knock on, towards end of games. I think it'll, it'll And the fact he's been in the squad, I yeah. think we all got Kieran Freeman down. Yeah, yeah I don't think so. The, the only one different on the goalkeeper is I've got Dino. I just think, I think he might go for that little bit of safety. Well, you know, I think maybe if Verrickson managed the 90 minutes against Fylde. I think he might have gone, right, let's get Dino, but I think he, he probably wants to give it. They tend to do well in Cup Millwall, don't they? And they'll, they'll be yeah. bang up for it. And I they, think They're having a good season though, aren't they? Well, it's about time. We'll get on to talking about them in a minute, but Gary Rowett, I've always had a strong opinion on him. We'll get to that. Fair uh, left back, I've gone, and I think um, yeah. I think he's probably could do with having a game to try and find a bit of form. I don't think he's been at his best for a bit. And I'm not saying he's playing badly, I just don't think he's been at the standards he set himself at the start of the season. So I've gone Osborne because I can't see him venturing. But I think, okay. he'll, I think he'll go Osborne. I think it'll be... And I think playing Osborne there, and I'm assuming that we've probably all got Jack Robinson in somewhere. So I've got Jack oh, Robinson in for... Ba- so for I've got Jack Robinson in for O'Connor, but my thought is that if it's not working... Osborne into midfield and Jack Robinson moving across the left yeah. back is quite well, an easy. So I, I toyed with whether he'd drop Stevens or O'Connell to be honest, and I think he'll probably play Robinson well, left centre back. I've got Robinson at left wing back because yeah. I think he'll go for a more solid defence with the only change being Jags in for probably Bash. I've got I've got Jags in for Egan and Bash where he normally yeah, is. Yeah. And I've got I've got Rodwell coming in as well. Well I've got Rodwell yeah. thirty minutes. Yeah, I want him to come on and have a good run. He'll get he'll get a game only Rodwell, I thought. I think I think Rodwell will probably start. Could possibly he, play he in starts midfield. in centre half or he'll probably yeah. possibly start in midfield. I so I, I originally put him at centre midfield for the uh Ollie Norwood role for one yeah. better word. Uh, and I've crossed it out and changed it for Morrison. Yeah, I've put Rav there, yeah. but I think yeah, Rav and Yeah, I've got Rav, I've got Rav on the right and Mo Bessage in the middle. So that could be the way around. See, yeah. I've gone slightly different there because I've got Lundstrom in there. I've played Lundstrom. I've said Lundstrom too. I, I wonder if Lundstrom might sit, which would allow Rav that sort of. See, I think Rav would possibly actually be better in the middle sitting in a little bit of a freer role. Just, sort of just, play, just based play on what game. we've been told in recent times about Wilder wanting Rav to go and take the game to the opposition rather than play safe you just wonder if having someone like Lundstrom there means that he's got that more freedom to just yeah. say got someone behind you're, him you're the go yeah I've gone my three is Freeman Lundstrom and, and Morrison I've in advance Luke Freeman I've got yeah. Freeman. I've got I've got Osborne rather than Lundstrom in midfield mm. uh, just obviously because Osborne's been on the bench Freeman hasn't simple yeah. for that simple See, I, I, that's what I say I think like I say, if you needed to swap that back and move to a four, Ben Osborne moving into midfield and having Raven, yeah. uh, Raven, um, Luke Freeman pushing on, it, it means it's more of a four-two-two-two so, done too. Suppose one that we've not touched on is if Robin Osborne and Robinson have 
experience of playing together down the left. At Forest, yeah. That then makes that combo of left centre half and left wing back here mm. a more appealing one to Wilder. That's a good point. Think about that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think if you have Lundstrom and Freeman, you get the steal of Lundstrom, Freeman's creativity, but then he's got a bit of protection, and then it gives Morrison the license to almost play as a third striker. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, possibly more like the Duffy ball. Yeah, yeah you could you could possibly go back to how we played last season mm. with it being a championship Maybe, team. Yeah. So I've wrote it down here and then up top. I've got um, McBurney, I'm fairly certain of start. Uh, and I've gone Robinson. So I've gone Robbo and Sharp. I've gone Robbo and Sharp. And with you, Phil. Robinson and McBurney, I think they're big. Yeah. I, I, dare I say, have you seen them start together? Uh, Chelsea away. That went well. Well, I mean, yeah, but, well, that one that Bernie weren't quite at it, were he? And Robinson, to be fair, played well, especially second half. Okay, he played well when the new came off. Yeah, yeah. I think I think McBurney, as we've said before, is one of them that gets it now. I think your early career stuff, so you've got to sort of write off a little bit. I think he gets it now. Yeah, he's he's definitely coming to his own on it last few weeks. Yeah. I think we can all agree that about six players keep the places. I just see someone like O'Connell. Although we'd be devastated if he got injured, I don't think Wilder would be worried about him playing another game. See, I've got I've only, the only player I've got in there that I, that's that's normal is your is Lundstrom, Sharp, and Robinson. I can't I can't see him wanting to gamble too much because these next four games after are so crucial. Mm-hmm. He, he kind of made a point in his interview today, sort of saying that he wants. He's almost. He, he thinks two wins is going to keep us up. And he wants to go as far as he can in the FA Cup. And he kind of alluded to there not being too many changes. So, yeah. you, you don't know a while, he says one thing. I'm going to say, I, I, sometimes, but. the thing is, it's, it's also a chance for... He might not want to make too many changes, but the ones that are knocking on the door, it's a good chance for them to, so based to on properly that, knock on the door. The ones that are knocking on the door, we've all put Ravel Morrison in. He's not yeah. even on the bench. Yeah, Luke Freeman's not been on the bench recently. So... so it, you know, is it likely to it more likely to be could well be that could well be Jack Rodwell rather than Rav Morrison in Maybe. midfield I'd say Osborne if, on that logic Osborne's the one isn't he used. Osborne starts I think Osborne plays no matter what yeah. I don't think that's see I'd, I'd not put him in and then uh, but then what's interesting about this as well and it's good I'm glad we've done it is it actually shows maybe there's a little bit more depth than we thought there's depth it's just whether that depth is quality like I say I'm, right, I'm writing this team out and I'm, and I'm not going to speak ill of Millwall but the team I'm writing out might be our second strength team, but I still think that could finish top five in championship. The one I've got, I don't expect to win it. Like, I'm not being like, I don't want Bernie to score 25 goals. Robinson, but Robinson like, to get Kit, 15. Yeah, Freeman to set most of them up. Yeah. Uh, I'm Egan, all. Egan, Jags and O'Connell to be the three best centre-outs in the league. Henderson's been best keeper in the league. That's great. Know? We signed the some of the better performers in the championship last season so of course yeah I'm going to say Luke Freeman Callum Robinson yeah. Ollie McBurney the Swansea yeah. Preston yeah. and QPR's best players yeah. so. and then obviously Jags's experience would be absolutely magnificent in championship yeah. so mm-hmm. uh, either way I think we'll put out a stronger side than we did against Fylde and I think we'll probably put out a more coherent side yeah. than we did against Fylde I, I think we'll see better performances from the ones coming in as well because they'll be set they'll be coming into a more they'll, set exactly, team exactly yeah they'll be playing among yeah. players that are more used to playing yeah. that so we've always said that haven't we we trust the players but we don't necessarily trust about six seven changes yeah. to, to work as well as we'd like there's no reserve football these players don't play yeah. together in that situation they just don't so 
Are we? Do you want to talk about Millwall for a bit? Oh, well, I was going to say, like, a fair, a fair, like he's done all right, hasn't he, Broward? Finally, yeah, he's to, doing well for him. But I've always just wondered how he kept getting jobs after car crash after car crash, and he's obviously found a fit for him. You see, we did on Sky Sports the week. Sky Sports did like a fifteen-minute section with him. They've been doing it with a few clubs, and they did like a, it wasn't. It was just a program that was just flicking through. And it was on. And they were looking at his day-to-day job and Millwall and taking training and this and that. And he was saying about, since we've got to keep that Millwall edge, but at the same time, I don't want to be the Millwall edge. I want to play football as I've always done. He says, so I've got players at the minute that I'm having to sort of mould while at the same time wanting to keep that edge. Gary Rowett playing football? I don't football. I think, I think Jake Cooper's an excellent centre-half. Um, Wallace is gone, isn't he? Uh, Jed Wallace. Jed Wallace, Wallace, yeah. By any stretch. It was linked with Villa just before Christmas, yeah. Jed Wallace. Um, no, I was. Well, that's I'm going to say, I fair. think they've chucked Robin Hood three and a half million quid to sign me to go and play right back, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, we've turned it down, obviously. Uh, Fucking happened. <laughs> I mean, they, they, so, they, they won on Saturday. I told you, I'm not going to Villa. They beat Bedding on Saturday, and like, up front, they've got Bradshaw. Always, always, always yeah. rated Bradshaw. It was unfortunate with uh, injury last year, wasn't Matt it? Smith's still there, or is he on the bench these days? Smith scored on Saturday. Yeah. Target man, he's a, he's a problem. Well, and they've got someone two. with a really long throw as well, I think. Is Ryan that? Leonard, I believe. Yeah, Ryan Leonard, yeah. <laughs> is Leonard well, still... Lendog didn't play Saturday. In, he wasn't even on the bench. <laughs> I'm laughing about something very random, which I'll uh, I'll go into in a minute. They just signed Ryan Woods, aren't they? Yes. That's a really good signing at that level. As long as Stoke haven't completely murdered any football and sense out of it. So I watched I watched Bill Wall the other week against I think it was against it was against Charlton, I think it was on Sky. It's a really good game, football. I thought, I thought Millwall's first half were a bit average, but second half, they, they look really good. Well, they're, they're going to be physical, they're going to be strong, but as I say, if they're moving the ball around a little bit more than they have done in the past, it, it should be a, an interesting test for us. Yeah, it should be a test for a second string. So yeah, like I, really, I really like the right-back. Uh, is it Marlon Romeo? Is he still there? I you really, keep I really on giving like me the hold-up, sorry. <laughs> um, like basement Jack jokes there, we've got it all on this podcast. I'm looking uh, now, yeah, Romeo, and then there's a player in midfield called Malumbi, Malumbi. I believe he's on loan from um, Brighton. Jason Malumbi, yeah. Uh, well, he was born in 1999, so he's yeah. a young man. Apparently, uh, Millwall fans absolutely raving about him, because I think, I think I saw on Twitter Millwall announced they managed to keep him for the season or, or something like that, or he got man of the match. Uh, in the last game, and the, and the Millwall fans were saying he's the best midfielder in the championship, which obviously could be biased, but you know, he's certainly one to. Yeah, I remember when Lee Evans out. was. Um, yeah. And then. I don't. Well, that's what they were all they were all <laughs> raving about in Wigan, weren't we? Shane Ferguson, who used to be at Newcastle, who yeah. have been there ages. Steady winger, is But yeah, like, he should be interesting, and I think it's an opportunity for us to get in the fifth round of the FA Cup and well, yeah. hopefully get. I think we need I'd, I'd like this, us to be in a big game at Bramall Lane in the yeah. FA Cup on like, save that for the quarterfinals if there's we'll two things, the lowest possible team in the fifth round if, if, we there's, get through. if there's two things we can say for certain which you've never said going to mill, playing against Millwall before Lee Gregory's not going to score as he always does <laughs> and Steve Morrison's not going to score as he always does so, Morrison's still there no he's retired from football now has he? yeah he left uh, was it Cambridge he was on loan or somewhere like that Peterborough maybe I don't know he was there last season were not Shrewsbury possibly 
Oh, yeah, good last season. Yeah. Yeah. Right, he must have only recently retired. Then. He went to Shrewsbury back end of last season. Yeah. Didn't he play in that game when they equalised late on? No. Oh, I thought he did. I don't think so. I'm not wrong. No, because he'd have took penalty, surely. I don't know. I think if he'd have been on the pitch, he'd have took that penalty. Well, it'll be, it'll be, um, it'll be a tough one. I fancy as well. There's, there's games I would have preferred, I won't lie. But it's I just it's Millwall, isn't it? Millwall. Millwall. We, we, it's just never going to be an easy place. It's always it's always been a bogey for us as well, isn't it? Until last I'll season when we got drunk. Well, that was So, what's your prediction, chaps? Uh, I'm going to go for the worst possible result, which is a draw uh, and a replay at Bramall Lane in front of about six thousand people. Uh, I'm going to go for a one-one draw. I'm I'm with chaps. I've got a feeling it'll be a draw. I was going to say one-one as well, so I'm not going to veer from it. It's going to sound really negative, but I can't see us not making 11 changes. And I think it'll be 2 0 Millwall. I think United will win 2 0. Fair enough. I just, I just think it'll. I don't. Wilder's business like chat this week has convinced me that. Yeah. That it, it, if Wilder's up for it, the players will be up for it. And we'll. And we should have enough to see them off. As a Premier League team, we should have enough. You thought so. They will up the game. Well, as he said, my thing is, West Ham would have said that last season going there, lost in the cup. Season before that, whoever went there, lost in the cup. No illusions. No it's not going to be easy. Millwall no no have, have got a good FA Cup pedigree. Yeah. So and, I, and I just. So I we, we haven't done the last three years, but we have. Yeah. Yeah. As a club, I'd say we, we've done better at, uh, since I've supported them. We've done better we're in better. cup shocks and under in the cup than say, we have in domestic better, We're better as the underdogs, though, aren't That's we? A fair point. That's a fair point. Well, who knows, but I think 2 0, and I hope I'm right, and you're all wrong. So. Yep, of course. I'd but, do the same. But, but, and, but let's be right, we'll all get very drunk anyway. I think I might have one, yeah. One or two. Yeah. Nice one. Right then, so I got a message at about half eight this morning from uh, from Phil asking uh, if I fancy doing the pod again for a second week in a row, and uh, then also asking if I fancy doing a quiz, so I thought I'd make it as difficult as possible. Bear in mind, I give him the nickname Rain Man for his football knowledge, by the way, so this is no reason, but so, the reason why it's the, the So yeah, the, quiz the, there's certainly some interesting questions in here, and we'll, we'll, we'll start with question one. Uh, so we've, we've had a patchy record in the FA Cup in the last few years but can you remember who our last five victories in the FA Cup have come against I the first filed yep so filed's <laughs> obviously the easy one yeah. alright I've gone for, I'm going to go as far back as Forest. no so I, took, I put Forrest in and then took him out because I think I think Charlton might just venture in nope uh, only okay. it was Charlton after wasn't it yeah there's a full season after that, in fairness. So I, that I've gone for that same couple, and I can't think of else. So I've got, I've got Leighton Orient. Yeah, Leighton Orient won when we beat him six 0 Harry Chapman hat trick. Oh, Fuck me. Yeah. I've got Shrewsbury for some reason. No, but it is a random League One club from our time in League One. Not County, it, I've gone for. That means it'll be Walsall, despite the fact I wasn't. No, nope, it is Oldham Col- Athletic. No, I've gone Colchester. And Che Adams apparently got sent off in that game. No idea. No idea. I, I genuinely couldn't remember. That I would have been at the mall. So that, that so that was just before so we lost to Man United in the third round of the FA Cup when uh, you shall not be named. 
took out Anthony Martial in the 93rd minute. Dean Hammond. Oh, oh God. I've also got Bolton as my last answer. No, we lost. lost. Yeah, we, we lost, lost away at Bolton. Okay. After Orion. So there's one that we went, that three of us here went to. And a long car journey. Oh, of course, Ipswich. Ipswich. Oh, I didn't go, did I? Did you not come with it? I didn't go to that game. I was... I was somewhere else. I thought. I thought. Which is less uh, interesting than it's. I that. thought you'd come in our car convoy. I was in. I was in. I went to Portugal. Right. Not the pre-season time. Portugal. I went. I went to. I went to Lisbon to, 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 to drink some wine. So, so that that game away at Ipswich was yeah. the game when our good friend Edwin Billy Lockwood in Paul McDonald's <laughs> car, three quarters of the way to Ipswich, went. Oh look, Paul! Phil's in front of us. To which Macca responded with, he's been there all the fucking journey, you dickhead. But, he no, only just realised. Weren't it in the car park in the service? It was, yeah, as we pulled into pulled Cambridge in, services. Oh, there's a blade in front of us. <laughs> yeah, right. It's Phil and we've been following him. Right. Yeah, yeah I spend so, most Saturdays with him. <laughs> fucking hell. So, right, just to recap then, Chops, so, four five. So we've got Filed. Yeah. Preston North End. Of course, Preston, I'm going. At home, before we lost to Leicester. Oh yeah! In the fifth round, yeah. Sam remembers going. Our best cup Preston. under Chris Wilder. Every time, it was at home that one. Most visited ground. Actually. It was the Preston away game. Diego. Was when we signed that, that uh, was before, yeah. That, 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 that wasn't goal. that one. But it, Diego, yeah. we took loads that day. Yeah. So uh, then, is that the moment? So yeah, Files, Preston, Ipswich, Leighton Orient, and Oldham. Well, I've, I've done shy. I got one. I got yeah. one. I got two there. So, question two, one of, one of, the first one, well, another difficult one, which would be a pure guess, I'm sure. Uh, so, our first ever game against Millwall was also an FA Cup fixture in 1895. Sure, we all, we all remember this one. Uh, what was the score that day? I've gone for 2 all. I've gone 2 0. I've gone 1 0. It was 3 1 to United. Do I get an extra point for getting this correct aggregate score? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think he gets one for the audacity of asking. I think he gets a minus one. So cross out your first one. For the first question. Um, so question three, uh, we've got. So most recently, shared a, shared a point uh, despite John Egan's tremendous save, which led to Ben Marshall smashing a penalty against the crossbar. Uh, Did I see he signed for some non-league team the other day, or was that a different? It's going back to Wednesday, mate. God knows again. Uh, but I mean, just because any any other question would be too easy about that. So what was the attendance that day? Twenty six thousand five hundred. I've gone twenty eight thousand. I've gone twenty seven thousand. So it was twenty six thousand seven hundred and three. Oh fuck! So off, I'll, I'll allow John a point there. <laughs> Surely by being low, he's out of that. That's how those normal questions work. Uh, and so I can't believe we've not actually talked about this yet. Saying that we're going to Millwall, because uh, arguably our most memorable game against Millwall back in two thousand and four, with uh, that's for fucking Muscat, when Kevin Muscat decided to uh, start a fight in the tunnel where him and Paddy Kenny got sent off. We'll see to it after Gaffer. We'll see to it after. Will we, Morgs? <laughs> fucking will. <laughs> but can you name the Blades eleven? That's weird. Morgan wasn't even playing <laughs> from that day. He was. <laughs> I've got I've, it's 16 players so there was 16 there's 16 players available so 16 points right I reckon I'm going to get high here because I've watched the Warnock documentary no, high, I don't play. 
I've watched the Warnock documentary so, probably more times yeah. than um, someone's watched something else that they like. <laughs> Couldn't think of a funny analogy, so I went to self. I hope you're funnier than this on Saturday, John. Jesus. I went right. for self deprecation. <laughs> so, anyway. So, what we're going to do? We're going to go around, so, yeah. try and do it in formation? I presume we've all got the same keeper. So. Yeah, I've got Kenny. It's Kenny. Obviously, because he got sent off. Sent off yeah. Right backs? I've got Geary. I've got Geary. Geary. Derek Geary scored. Yes, he did. did. Uh, left back? John Arley. John Arley. John Arley. So good they named him twice. Centre halves. Morgan. Yep. Morgan. 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 I've, got. I've got Morgan and Bromby. I've got Morgan and Bromby. Lee Bromby. Lee, Lee, Lee Bromby. Midfield. I've got uh, Monty. No. Okay. I've got Monty on my bench. Monty is on the bench. So yeah. we get him out so, yeah. so so get him get, on the bench. Get him out for him. But he didn't come on, so I got half a point. Half a point from being on the bench and yeah. not coming out that side. Yeah. Right, uh, I, I tried putting Andy Liddell, but my autocorrect changed it to middle. So yeah, Andy Liddell came on. Came on. I've got him on my bench. I have yeah, as well. Came on from the bench. So that's yeah. a point. So, yeah, that's a point. Uh, Alan Quinn. Alan Quinn started. Right, the ghost, yeah, the man who Quinn. played every game. Yet, yeah, if you think of somebody saying, "What did he ever do in a United shirt?" You'd never know. The mysterious Paul Thurwell. Paul Thurwell. God. I forgot about Paul Thurwell. I didn't have him. That's why I called him the ghost. Yeah. Never Tong. did it. Michael Tong, Tong played, yep. Left hand side. Yeah. And I'm gonna say Jags played in midfield. Jags played in midfield. Yeah, I've got that. Jags is in my team. Yeah. Well. Um up top I've got um Andy Andy Gray. Yeah, I've got Andy Gray. And scores a goal. And I'm playing Andy showy Andy. I'm playing showy off him. I'm playing showy off oh, him. Oh sure. I reckon Not that I reckon someone that played for Everton and Bradford came off the bench. Well I've got I've I'll tell you my other subs if you want. Yeah, go on. Cadamartry? Yeah. Did he come on? Danny Cadamartry did come on, yeah. Coslug? No. Oh, okay. I've got Armstrong. No. Alan Wright. Alan Wright. Fuck off, Alan Wright. And my last sub was Ashley Ward. No. Current Bournemouth captain, I believe. Simon Francis. Francis. Oh, wow. So I've got, oh. ca- I've got Cabba down. So I wasn't no, sure. I, I, I did give a clue. Unbelievably, while we're on the name, one striker on his bench. I've got 13. Yeah. How many have you got, Sam? I've got 13 and uh, a half. Sorry, I've not marked. I've got Kenny, yes. Geary, yes. Morgan, yes. Jags, yes. I've got 11 and a half. Lidl, Quinn, Tong. Monty, come on. Or Monty's on the bench. Monty used. So you got half a mark. Bradshaw, And then I've got... So I've got 12. Well done, Sam. Most of Good us managed that. to add them up. Without yeah. having to go through it like that, but yeah, cheers for that. <laughs> yeah. I'm having to take the shoes and socks off. The rest of us did it easily enough. Sorry, so I can't really tick it, can I? So, in, well, that's your own fault. Uh, I didn't so, have a pen either, so it was... in, in the Millwall side, uh, there were two Blades connections playing. Can you remember who? I've yeah, one. I've, I've got, got both. I've got Paul Eiffel. I've got Paul Eiffel. Uh, I've also got Paul Eiffel, and he started that season with us, and Barry Hales went to Millwall. Uh, Biggest arse okay. in football. That's a great show. Barry Hales. So because I Barry Hales was after that. I right? think Warnock, well, that season he sat, he's remembering that documentary about yeah. saying he was like, tell you what, Barry, we're only as good as you and Andy Gray. So you need to start turning him. You're not fancying it today, Barry. You've gone two days later. <laughs> he was big. Remember when we got him, I was, I was like dead excited. Yeah, I remember buying the star. Mm. I remember going on the phone and buying the star and he's, 
Barry Hales. Did we pay around, pay around half a million pound for him or something? Like I mean, that. he'd been off. He'd, he'd, he'd been at, he'd gone through Fulham's. To, yeah. Like he'd been with Fulham when they're like sent up the league. Yeah. <coughs> he'd, he'd been coming off the bench and scoring yeah. goals from the bench like on match of the day, and then we got him like, oh, he's actually like a Premier League striker. Yeah. Was he? <laughs> but, but isn't he still playing? I, I want to he say was, he was playing for Truro City a few years ago. I don't know if he still is. That's part of the world to play football. No, is it? I say that's the dream, isn't it? Yeah, just play football. So number anyway. six, obviously Millwall now at, at, at the Den, which is we all is actually a quite a nice stadium. I it's really fun. Like. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a bit it's, dirty. It's a great view, I think, from, from in, yeah, uh, from, of the pitch. Yeah, in that away end, in that upper tier, you've got a great it's view. It's steep as well, yeah. so yeah. when you score, you can really hear yourself. I've always been yeah. disappointed with the atmosphere at Norwalk. They have to yeah. pipe in the sound for yeah. the home fans. It's I suppose that's because we're not really. a... I think it's because you've as well, chops. You've enjoyed a trip to Cold Flow Lane. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> the main, the main, the main thing for me when you go to to Millwall's new den and it's dream team it's the Harchester United connection you've got you've Fair. got to consider that and that's yeah. that's why it makes it so interesting when you I do like around. I do like I can just see Clyde Connolly falling <laughs> so what day is it <laughs> so anyway again? what year did Millwall leave the old den uh, I think in mid 90s or 94 I think it was open for Euro 96 so 1995 I think it's a bit earlier than that but I've got 89 93 oh okay oh Unlucky John. <laughs> You're a nice. So, um, <laughs> just semi final, isn't it? <laughs> just to stay on the uh, Millwall loving topic, uh, what is their highest ever league finish? I've got 10th in Division 1. 12. 7th. See, so, yeah, 10th in Division 1, which is now obviously the Premier League. Yeah, the old Division 1. Yeah, actually, yeah, Rockets Prince. Yeah, 10th <laughs> in the First Division. Fair it's a really good guess that, Sam. Anyone to think you've been in the toilet <laughs> on your phone checking? Yeah, I check his history. In fact, no, let's not do that. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> it's definitely been no, poisoned. That's what Spenny sent to Cheers, Spenny. Yeah, I think I'll have a pint to that, Spenny. <laughs> I think I'll have more than a pint. <laughs> Number eight. You only get a pint and a half, though. <laughs> do you? I did. <laughs> did you have a packet of crisps as well? Anyway, number eight. Uh, so, Millwall's kit's currently supplied by the infamous Macron. How many seasons did the did they supply the United kits? I've gone for four. Itchy, low-quality, badges-peeling years. I've gone for three, so I didn't have a fucking I've gone for five, same as Sam. Just before guess. It was a it was a guess. So that was the um 2009 2010 season we went down Yeah, season we went down. First season in Jed Evans kit. Jed Evans kit, and then the one with the uh badge in the middle. So oh, I, thought yeah. we, I thought we swapped after three. So I, the badge in the socks. The badge in the middle, yeah. which is I'd call the Kitson kit with the white collar. Yeah. I think if that had a black collar, it'd be a shirt that's more revered than it is. It's a and bit more black on it. it also it'd be like, had a very, very good away kit to contend with. The black with the orange sash. sash yeah. I really like that away kit. I like the, because it's one of the worst we've ever had, and I think it, I, I'm going to start bringing it out a bit, actually. I think it would be quite tight on me now. The yellow one that we had when we won at Villa with the green yes. and white offset collar yeah. that's... 
it's that bad it's good. I the, think that would become K-Man. a very good retro shirt. I don't know, I like that shirt. Okay, K-Man. But like a lot, it's not one people look back on, and obviously we have that. That's a Sean Miller shirt. Yes. Yeah. I, I, well, for me, it's all about who did, who Murphy. That, one made by that were Macron. Was that Macron? Yeah, I think I just think that moment when he scored at Fulham is is legendary. Limbs we say, don't we? Now Not like the Norwich ones the other actually, night. My God, I thought they were. I'm going to check actually because so, that was my Hall of Fame, which won last week, by the way. Talking about, uh, you seen the Arsenal tweeting about um, getting a point at Chelsea? There's been 15 tweets about it over the last two days, and there's fans in the background after Bellerin scored. They've put 15 tweets on about getting a point. To be fair, the best thing that's come out of that last night is that picture of that old deer. With disposable camera in front of Yeah, that's brilliant. I think she's out. Like, mm. I want her to. I wish she were me now. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, number nine. Uh, Millwall only ever got to one FA Cup final, losing 3 0 to Manchester United in 2004. Uh, can you name the scorers from that day? Bear in mind, there was only two yes, goal scorers. Very well. I'm sure you can. I remember watching it. I remember watching it at Nans. Cristiano Ronaldo scored a header. Good shout. I guessed at Skulls and Gigs, but. I originally wrote Bebe for laugh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've gone Darren Fletcher and Rude Van der Store. It was Rude Van der Store too, and Cristiano Ronaldo with the other. Cool. And obviously, due to Man United finishing in the top four, possibly. Did they win the league? No, that would have been no, Arsenal's invincible season, that one, yeah, I think. No, that's earlier than that. No, I don't think no, it would have been. Right. Would have been. Probably not far off, right? I think Chelsea would have won the league the year after. The invi- I didn't the Invincible. I remember <laughs> with the Invincibles still being at secondary school because I'm a vivid. Do you randomly remember watching a certain game in a certain place? Yeah. And I remember being at Greg's in his bedroom when we were about 15, drinking bottles of Stella, and it was when Man U, they won at Man U Arsenal. And it was like Lundberg did the classic Lundberg alive weight in the box, stroke it in yeah. goal. And then Will Tordu was, when they signed him as striker, played on the right wing all that season, yeah. popped up and got a goal. So I'm a vivid memory. I reckon yeah. it was, I, I reckon it was, it was 2002, that. 2003, or 2003, I think 2004. It was three, four. Uh, but anyway, so Man United finished in the top four going to Europe. So And that was the day, back in the days where the European players went to the FA Cup runner up, which was obviously Millwall that year. Uh, and they they only got they only, they went out in the first round, uh, in the in the qualifiers. I'm assuming. I bet the fucking police shot themselves. Yeah. They, they definitely will have when this team came to town, as uh, they are. That's going to change my answer. Then. A link with our play with with our our former oh, owner oh, Kevin oh, McCain. Yeah. Oh, okay, Ferenc Varos. Ferenc Varos. That's what I've got. That's what I've written down. Um, you saying that, I thought you might. Well, have I mean, let's be right. The hung, the Hungarians aren't exactly. Uh, like a team, are they? <laughs> well, we uh, I went on stag do to Budapest, yeah, and they were playing, and um, I'd said to the to the not the groom, the best man said, "Why the fuck are we not going to the match? That'd be class." Mm. He's like, "I've tried to get it, and uh, they say it's too complicated. It's so, miles outside of main part of Budapest." Well, well, the the problem comes with apparently. So I said, we had one of these blokes, we had one of them beer bike things, and we're mm. talking to this fella, and I'm like, so how come you can't get us tickets for game, mate? Because I've looked on the on the thing, and it obviously Hungarian money, it's like 75,000, whatever, but actually yeah. it 
translates to about £3.50. Yeah. Um, I was like, how come? And apparently you have to go up to the ground, you have to register with your passport. This is anyone, if you're a Hungarian citizen or not. And they take a fingerprint scan. So you have to go yeah. get your fingerprint done and then you get into the ground with your fingerprint. So they were like, he's like, you guys are pissed. I'm not doing that shit. We, <laughs> we can do it, but it'll take fucking hours. I'm like, fair. Why did you go to New York? <laughs> Coffee. <laughs> anyway, just in case anyone needs the uh, tiebreaker, uh, what was the aggregate score in that tie? 3-1. 8-0. 3-2. 4 2. Yes, Do I get a point? <laughs> so, yeah, so I, hope, I hope you've all enjoyed that. I hope it wasn't too. In fact, I do hope it was really difficult and I enjoyed making it difficult. It was. It, I think that's one of the best ones we've had. That was a good quiz, I enjoyed it. It was, it was difficult, but it was I did difficult. manage to get you 20 could, and a half. Yeah, you, you could guess at a lot of the answers, or or if you. I mean, obviously, the some of the Millwall ones are quite. Particularly that team is quite memorable and well, all due the to the all the times my ex missus said, "What are you watching that shit documentary for again?" I just <laughs> got twenty and a half on a quiz. So <laughs> <laughs> Justification, justification, right there. I got fourteen. So well, well, done. Solid 18. well done, boys. Chops, great quiz, and I uh, hope you guys, if you've had a go yourselves, enjoyed that as well. It's a great effort, Chops, especially in short notice. And welcome to the 10 o'clock news, and it is actually 10 o'clock as I say that. Um, obviously, uh, there's a few bits of Blades news to uh, to go through, so I thought it would be worth us going through it um, in its own little section. I mean, some things are filtered into others, but uh, I'm just writing it down as I say it. So things to talk about, in my opinion, are obviously the new signing, Jack Robinson. Uh, the second thing... That I think we need to have an agenda about is bye bye Kev. Uh, now that's been made um, official. official, if you like. And three, I'm going to put Brownhill because if rumours are to be believed, Mr. Brownhill is joining the Blades over the weekend. Uh, and then four, I'm going to put any other business because obviously there's been a few other little rumours, including apparently scouting out a new location for a training ground and stuff, which is being mentioned so want to kick us off Sam with uh, Jack Robinson are you happy what's your thoughts yeah I think that's a reasonable enough signing he's not going to set the world alight is he he's not going to but at the end of the day he did start off very young at Liverpool while we were in for him as Wilder said a couple of years ago so my only worry with stuff like that is that we're now just signing him in case, and similar to like Dan Byrne signing a couple of years ago with Dean Hammond where we've been chasing someone. Well, has done that quite a bit though, hasn't he, with players? Ryan Leonard is the while. last one that Ricky sticks Holmes. out. Yeah, Ricky Holmes, he did it with as well. It's, I think when he wants somebody... It, yeah. and, and if I he think, fits, he fits. And if he's right, he's right. I'm not, I'm not got a problem with it. It's very low risk. We won't have paid any stupid money for exactly. him. Yeah, half a million while we said a couple he's, of He's a defender at the end of the day. Oh, and what he is as well, he's not... Obviously, Stearman's gone off the wage bill. Stearman's very much a centre-half. He plays in the middle of that three. 
whereas Robinson can can do two roles. Which... It's the first time we've ever really had cover for Jack O'Connell. Yeah. And and I'd also say, other than Ben Osborne has obviously played there a couple of times, but cover for a left back as well. Uh, it, taking into account Kean Bryan's never kicked on to what we want him to be, yeah, you're right. He, he is hopefully going to be the, the the backup that Kean Bryan should have been by now that isn't. Yeah, he's, he, he, like I say, it's very low risk. I mean, all Forest fans have come out saying he's, he's solid. He's, he's unspectacular, but solid. And he, To be fair, that's yeah. better than what Brentford fans said about John Egan and Jack Exactly, O'Connell, so, so I'm expecting him to be a world beer. We don't, we, don't necessarily, we don't necessarily need anything stupid, do we? I'd rather us buy Jack Robinson in January and if he comes to the summer and he moves on because he's not going to play or whatever, then fair enough, I'm not... The length of deal surprise, though, two and a half years. I think that's covering our own back, so we've not got him on a massive contract. And he wouldn't come for any yeah. less. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, it? I'm going to say he's not going to sign any less. We don't want him for overly long. Because if we're going to carry on kicking on, you'd expect us to be fishing in a, in a bigger pond. How old is it? 25, I believe. Right. So I'm just getting his career stats up here, just to, just to give people a little bit of... So, yeah, he's 26. So, came through at Liverpool... And then he went from Liverpool on loan to Wolves and Blackpool. Only played 11 times for Wolves, but in terms of league appearances, because that's obviously what Wikipedia does, was almost ever present for Blackpool, played 34 and games. Was that, in the championship? Uh, that was in the Championship. And then he, went, he, he must have signed for QPR. Yeah, he did. Uh, when he was at QPR, he then went on to Huddersfield, played 30 times again. Then he had two seasons with not a lot of football. It, between 2015 and 17, he, he only made injury, eight, eight appearances, so he must have had a pretty bad one, but then played 28 times for QPR before then going on to Forest. Um, my take on it, in terms of a player like that, you're getting somebody who's been through, come through one of the top academies in the country, he gives us a bit of versatility, and I don't, uh, he's, he's versatile enough to play two positions. I don't worry about him being in the same uh, boat as Leonard and Holmes, just on the simple thing. Until right now, possibly, I don't remember as being linked with him particularly strongly than in passing before. Yeah. And I think he has I remember the rumours being quite heavy last summer. It was when he signed for Forest, when wasn't he signed it? For when Forest, he signed for Forest, I remember the rumours being very heavy. The start of last season, yeah. start of the but second at the season. Of, of the, at the start of last season, a lot of people thought Ender Stevens was shit and that was the area he needed to improve. And I, I, I'm, really, I'm really up for it. And I, I think there's a really interesting point to be made about recruitment in an area like that and that's I was listening to the TFO podcast and what they do on there they get, they get two experts geeks um, and fans of different clubs send in a position they think they need to strengthen and it was interesting so I think it'd be exactly the same for us is Liverpool's biggest two creative outlets are the fullbacks and so they said who would be sensible backup and the two blokes went at it from different ways and one of them was making the point that we could buy this guy so it was like this experience like a Ukrainian player who's playing at at Bilbao and he's done this this and his conversion rates and stuff like that whereas the other the other guy's point was oh well in Liverpool's position it's got to be young players so for example if Trent gets injured Curtis Jones plays for or someone that's not the right back but somebody plays 20 games you take the hit now the players aren't coming through our academy at the moment in a position where you'd say, oh, they'll go into... 
none are popping up on the bench. You're not seeing them yes. in the cup games, things like that. So we have to go down the other mm. way, which is, which would have been my preference. I would rather us have a youngster to be putting pressure on and do a youngster to be putting pressure on Baldock. What we have to do is we have to go and look at a player, fits in our system, doesn't break the budget, and above all else, he's happy to sit on the bench. There's, ru- there's rumours of us looking abroad at youngsters at the minute, it's particularly France, we seem, we seem to have been linked with a lot of French youngsters. We have youngsters. brought a few French youngsters in. Uh, that's the thing when you were talking about the, the Belgian centre-half in a very similar way. If, if we're looking at bringing in a Belgian international in January, this guy is going to want to play for the next mm, four months yeah. because he's By going to want to be in the Euro squad. From what Wilder was saying, it sounds like he's gone with Robinson because he was cheaper. He, 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 he said today yeah. in the interview, hasn't he, I could have yeah. spent another four and a half, five million on a player. But I thought this was the better business, and that, that I'm assuming he's alluding to. Yeah. Kind of, the, the well, that's the thing. If he gets to the summer and he's still available, which chance sorry probably is, mm. that's a different conversation. We, if he doesn't have, go to the Euros, he might be two million off his price tag. We have got to plan a little bit for the future, like you say, as, as well, because Stevens is 29. He's not young, and he's obviously he's going to have a, another year, 18 months, two years in him at this level. You would imagine, and, and he's going to start. Colin Norwood's 28, 29. You wouldn't uh, say Norwood was younger than Stevens, but he is, isn't he? Yeah. It's weird. Um, I find it. I, I I know what you mean, but I think nothing surprised me with these players. So. Yeah, and, and I'm, where we are. I'm not writing any I mean, Oh no, I know you're not, Phil. We, just... we definitely need to start blooding some young. Some, I mean, oh, it, quite clear we must have had a couple of bad years in uh, uh, of play. Well, well then I don't... too quick, haven't we? Just, we've come yeah, to least. probably. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't, I, I'd say it's a, when you say bad years, I'd say there's probably been a resurgence in Wednesday's academy. Maybe, yeah, yeah. A resurgence in people, even like Barnsley. Oh, like Barnsley has done really well. And because they had to yeah. uh, bring in these young players in, and the net isn't cast as far as it wants. Sam's right though. We've yeah. we've we've outgrown it, haven't we? we? Have, yeah. We've gone so fast. We've we've got so much better. You, you'd so have quick. expected Regan Slater, Reese Norrington, Davis. If we were still in League yeah. One or even but Championship, there's a good chance they'd stay. Wilder yeah. speaks still speaks very highly of Norrington Davis, and yeah, from he what does. he said to other people. Norrington Davis is who he sees as United's next left back, and right. there's not much swaying from that. Well, so, I mean, is he a Welsh international or is he in the 21s? There has been talk of getting a yeah. little bit Well, going, well going for, I suppose, going through the, what we weren't used to in League One is loaning any players out. So, yeah. for example, if Tyler Smith goes and slots a few goals in, where's he gone? Uh, he's left Bristol now, isn't he? Yeah. Rochdale. 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 So, he's going to Rochdale. They obviously trust Rochdale because they've got yeah. two of our better yeah. youngsters of the crop. Um, it'll be interesting how how that happens but we're not you how they develop and then maybe are they a, a sale asset even if it's only 300 grand because or next season do they do you see him on loan at championship club mm. and, and continue that development i think one one point that we've just kind of touched on very briefly there and we're going to come on to it in a little while there's rumors of us talking about moving the academy and the reason for us needing to move the academy is because we can't have a category one academy where it is. Mm. And whilst we're well, whilst we've not got the level of academy that the rest of the Premier League have got, Man City, Man United, um, other other no, clubs that are close we're enough can come and take take young boys from Sheffield to, to go to their academy. 
they're allowed to. We can't Which, keep in them. fairness, we've worked that the other way, though, haven't we, in, in the past, in, the past, in, yeah. in getting players from Manchester that have been released. At Such the as Tom, Jags, Brooks. David Brooks. Brooks yeah. Aaron Ramsdale, as well, I believe, was released Stoke. by Bolt uh, uh, Stoke. Yeah. Or, but I thought I'd come here for Stoke or Bolton. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, the thing is, that with the academy situation, you wonder whether it's whether the academy would move or with the academy having full access at Shirecliffe... The first team would move. Shire, the first team would move. And suddenly you're looking at Shirecliffe as a, a proper academy. Yeah. It's a fantastic setup. Yeah. Isn't it something to do with it's not got enough pitches? It's pitches, yeah. So you can't, all you that can't put more pitches there. Though, no, but there is, the, the pitches are there, but the pitches will be categorised as first, first team pitches. Right, okay. Because I think they've got to be always there. I'm thinking, though, like the main training pitch down at the bottom, because I've took kids from work to a tournament down there before, there's a lot of that wasteland behind it. But, you, yeah. but it's whether you want to... Yeah, But it's, it's not too far from here, is it? It's at the, near the water to, tower, yeah, uh, on the roundabout, where there's the driving thing. So that's, that's an exciting development. I think everyone wants to see young players in the team, but like, look in the Premier League generally this season the players the younger players that are pushing and especially like they look domestically going for England like Grealish has been in the in the Villa team for four years Madison didn't come through at Leicester mm. Barnes and Chilwell did Barnes did and uh, Chilwell did he had a loan at Huddersfield anywhere he, he kicked on but they, they've they've been They've been lot, doing. United, United are always at their best in my lifetime watching United. Anyway, when they've got a couple of homegrown players in the side, mm. a lot, a think lot. back to Bassett's side. I'd, all right, Bradshaw went around a bit beforehand, but you got Whitehouse. Rich Ward came through a little bit later on. Mm. Wardock's team, you'd got Tom Jagielka, Nick Montgomery, all came through the academy. Although we picked a couple of them up later on. Now, okay, you've got Billy in the team, but. Jags. Jags is at the end, the other end of his career. I know. Still I, offers that Billy, coming yeah. through. Is he going to be here next season? Is Billy going to be here next season? I'd, I'd imagine. Jack, I'd imagine Jags probably. I think Jags is for a coach. I'd imagine. Yeah, he might be at the club, but he might not be yeah. on the first team. But, but it offer, it, it gives that gives the players that someone to look at them to and say. I, I mean, us as fans. Yeah, that's what I'm getting I, at. I get what you're saying. I, I, yeah, I, I, local lad. I mean, to connect to. I was talking to. I used to teach Regan Slater and I still teach his sister um, and he, I turned to his sister just the other day and apparently he's had quite a, a nasty ankle injury um, I believe or some form of ligament damage anyway and he's gone back he's been back at United for his treatment and stuff uh, and that's still a bit up in the air but what tends to happen with these loans for those sort of fringe players who possibly well they have outgrown the under 23 still trained, level they? Still with the under 23s but, but like they get caught off and then they go somewhere else like there wasn't any rumour that the Tyler Smith thing was ending but then all these clubs have got low budgets um, I don't know if you saw so obviously Tyler Smith's gone up to Rochdale but then they've obviously Bristol freed up the money and Jamal Blankman's now yeah. gone to Bristol which is great sign great for sign for them I think but then he's been at the test yeah in the other version, so... He obviously wanted to be back in England, didn't he, Jamal? Like, and that him. combined with Bristol probably looked at it as if... I don't know if Bristol Rovers' strikers are, but if they've got three other strikers there and they, keep, they don't got a keeper, then... You've got to prioritise. You've got to you need, Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, to go back to the Robinson thing, I don't think we're in the position to be blooding the youngsters, so we have to go for the economical ones who are happy to sit on the bench. Yeah, and I, I don't think anyone's concerned with the signing they can see it for what it is and 
for what it is, it's good. There's always going to be people chirping up saying it seems a strange one. I don't. I in a way, I almost don't want somebody coming and breathing down Ember's neck, particularly somebody who's going to spit the dummy out and wants to play. That's the problem, isn't it? And it's one of those, as I've sort of already said, the January window, as Wilder's also said. A price inflated. B people are going to want to come and want to play. And C, we play a very unique, unique style of football, and to learn that in the middle of the season, it's going to take Jack something. Rod- Jack Rodwell said that in his interview when he said it's going to take a bit of him learning to how to play the way that we play. It's going to take, uh, if you give someone a pre-season, that's a different conversation. It is, it is a good question then. I do say so myself. In Wilder's three years, has there been a January signing that's coming and made an impact? James Anderson. Yeah, and again, and Medine. Gary Medine, yeah. yeah. So the, well, the Medine. No Hogan, players that would completely unfancied. Hogan as well, in fairness, did he did did. He did all, to be fair, all three last January. Dowell as well. Dowell yeah. made an impact. Yeah. So just just to throw it out there, thinking about it now, yeah, yes. And yeah, it's just that one January that you think about with when you signed Ricky Holmes. James Wilson, with what we know now, Lee Evans, and do you know what though? The Lee, I didn't like Lee Evans from the minute we signed him. I never particularly thought he was a good player, but he, what he did do for us that season was filled that void missing by Coots because he could play a bit rather than being the Lundstrom. It was, it was. The, if he was the option, that was the. And I, I, I think he did okay in the second half of that season, but what he did give to United in the long term is we sold him for a profit and managed to get Norwood. No, yeah. Despite some people saying that the season was over because Lee Evans was leaving, and then there we go. Well, I can remember that argument. Uh, hello, Dad. On my birthday, while we were away in um, North, we Yorkshire. North Yorkshire somewhere. But um, whilst talking about transfers, going on to maybe more serious thing. Apparently, Mr. Brownell is joining next week. I'd be delighted with that. I, I can't ever remember seeing him play. I've seen him play a couple of times. I couldn't, I couldn't really say anything about him. I know he's got a decent shot on him from distance. He's a, he's a decent box to box. Barnes for me. Him. My only thing yeah. with the Brownell signing is I, I don't know if he's better than Lord Lundstrom. I'd say, I'd say he is. If that's the role he's going to take. Again, it's similar to the Robinson signing. If he's coming in. Nice to see there's a blade just walks in at the bar. I don't know who he is. Maybe if you're listening to this pod and you're having a pint at the bar and across sides at about 10 o'clock after just playing football, we're just talking about it. No, we get everywhere now, basically. Just be, it'd be an interesting one. I don't, I don't like I say, I'm not, I've not got an issue with it, and he's, he's, I think he's still fairly young. Is that captain, there? I think he's still fairly young, so hmm. it's low risk, I suppose. And it maybe it suggests that Luncheon possibly not staying. I don't know. Have they said how much? Seven million. Yeah, he's got a release. There's a release clause in his contract, oh. and which is why it's been a few other like yeah. teams. Burnley, Burnley it, and who would expect? I think yeah. Watford, Burnley, like clubs from Burnley, and I think the other one I saw that were uh, really in for him might have been Newcastle, Palace, Palace. I've I've got no issue with assigning him. I'd have no issue with assigning him. I just I just worry. I just wonder if twenty four years old, born in Warrington. Is. Yeah, I, see, I assume that puts yeah. the nail in the coffin for signing Bird Message permanent. I don't know. It depends. I suppose he's on a free in the summer, isn't he? So yeah, I suppose. It, it, that combined with it could, depends. Could, it depends. Combine, could command quite a high wage as well. What we Possibly, get, yeah. What we're getting with from Bessage is we've got someone who's going bought in. 
I th- Brownell's also very uh, isn't scared to shirk a tackle as well. Good. I mean, he's played alongside Ben Pearson for the last uh, for games. 45 games, five yeah. goals in both of them. Yeah. This season, twenty-two games, five goals. Which is yeah. possibly he's having the best season in his career. Yeah. Uh, at Barnsley on loan from Nob End, he got two goals in twenty-two. Played, played 45 times for Preston, but that was over a three-year period when he would have been 18. Oh, yeah, they yeah. were really good at Barnsley. Cause that, well, that one I used to work at Barnsley, I had to go and watch some of their games for, for my sins. Um, it, it was really, it, him and Ben Pearson used to run their midfield when Pearson were on loan there. So it's the Johnson link that's took him back Possibly, to Possibly, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. But Joey, they signed him when they went up. Because right. Barnsley went up as well, and Barnsley thought they were going to sign him from yeah. there. And he went to he went to Bristol City. He went to play for Lee, did he? Oh yeah. <laughs> you call Lee. Oh god, I'm gonna wait a at desk. <laughs> well, um, stood up. Yeah. About, well, scores every one in seven. Yeah. yeah I, can uh, I say I've got absolutely no issue with assigning him. I, I just wonder where he plays. Is is the thing in a different way to Jack Robinson, where we needed that cover. Don't know if central midfield at this moment in time, that central midfield which is box to box is one we needed to cover off. I think if anything we needed, as I've said several times, is someone from the Norwood role. But like you said earlier, Lonnie could well possibly sit possibly, in. Possibly, yeah, bit, and he has done it a couple Bessage of times. can also sit in. He's you, done it a couple of times this season. Br- Brownell is that not Brownell as well? Uh, Brownell's better box to box, but he can play as well. I think you just have to trust. Wilder, that yeah, was on six, six central, six, yeah. seven central midfielders. Yeah. All, all can do different things. Gives us flexibility. But also, if other teams are in for him, you don't know. Well, as well, you've got to remember, you've got to get these bodies in. Like yeah. team like Burnley, um, he scored. Ashley Westwood scored at the weekend. Yeah, I mean, like Burnley when they signed him, not like fireworks years. around a, a, a sign like that. Hendrick. But they've got like Hendrick, Cork, Westwood, um, Defoe. Yeah, these yeah. are good, yeah. solid like midfield players, and he only takes a couple of injuries or yeah. suspensions, and you start getting nervous. True, and we ain't got a lot of depth, have we? And he is a younger model, yeah, than a, a lot of other players yeah. who got in that position. Why not? Eh? I'd say absolutely no issue with this. Not in the slightest is an issue. Just a couple of concerns whether he's what we actually needed, but. Wilder always get my trust in that if he thinks it's what we want, it's what we want. And an Norwood replacement for what we would need him to do cost £40 million, £35 million pounds really in January. So we'd have to, we have to, we have to think about that one. Um, one last thing to touch on. Uh, this, it was quite, I think we dealt with, the club dealt with it quite professionally. The news about McCabe this week came out, line drawn under it, on we go. Yeah, yeah. and I, I'm I'm quite happy. It wasn't a big fanfare, and there was no more noise made about it. It is thank him for everything he's done. He's made mistakes. He's no no longer part of the club. Unfortunately for him, it looks like the there's been a deal done for the ground and, and bringing the family back together, so to speak, of the ground and the club, as as the prince put it. Would I would I have foresaw this happening two or three years ago? No, it's happened now. Let's move up, move forward. It's t- it's time for Prince but so to speak, his money where his mouth is, and it's thought to have gained since winning the ownership. Do you know what? It's been a very short, short period. He has had the ownership, 
but the way the club is being run at this moment in time is so much more important than anything that we've had for the last 10 years. And I think the way the Prince has been is really, really good as well. He's quite understated. Yeah. He's doing stuff when he needs to. Like son-in-law. Exactly. A bit of face and bit of... He was there when the day Wilder signed his new contract, so he's there to talk about that. I think everything he's done so far has nailed what we needed. Yeah. And like you're always going to get people like someone saying, "No, he's refused to answer these questions on January transfer target." Name a chairman in the country, apart from the Peterborough one, who publicly go on record and talk about a how much money he's got to spend and b who they want to well, bring want in. To, it's as simple it, as that. It, it's not nothing to do with him. I think the entire football. Let's go back to if we go back to Jim Phipps again, associate of the mm. Prince, etc. Jim Phipps, like him or loathe him had the fans and the club's best interest at heart. What he did, I used to find him infuriated some of the, the way he went on. That bloody fan survey he posted at that time, or that bloody poem he wrote about James Anderson. But the entire the ideas we've learned from that, learned what didn't work, and now we have a sleek relationship between the fans and the club, mainly down to the slick operation of the media team. Little things such as you saying, Phil, about the fact that there's like SUFC fan services to buy the ticket information, all just moving in the positive direction towards being a Premier League club. And it's not because of Kevin McCabe that we weren't that before, but he was a contributing factor in it. And I like the fact that we can now focus on moving forward and seeing where we can go from this point. McCabe's boards have always been very jobs for boys, haven't they? They've always been, one of his sons have always been there. Their friends. I think that's a sign of money, though, Chuck. That happens if yeah. you've got money. And that. Absolutely, it's, it's, it's nepotism in it business. Would, isn't yeah, it? It, it, none of them were particularly football savvy, whereas Prince's guys seem to. I think you look at it. You look at it as a stakeholders, and you've got the two people who are key to the way we're going at the minute, both publicly backing him. Chris Wilder signed a new contract. Stephen Betts is still about. For me, that's. Yeah, I, I just think it's it's good news for the club. Whichever way you look at it, it's, there's a line drawn under it. We're not going to get dragged through the courts again like we could have been. We know where we're going to. We know who's going to be owning us this time next year. We know where who's going to be owning the ground. It just there's no negatives in it. And on that note, I think we can end the news. A bit more cheery than uh, the usual news at ten o'clock. We're meant to end with and finally, there's the news. <laughs> and so what's finally. happening with Brexit? <laughs> we don't have Brexit on this pod. And welcome back to the uh, the Hall of Fame section. Uh, as last week's winner, I'm hosting, uh, and I'll, I'll go first as I've had one in my mind. I'm not sure it'll win this week, but. It's an interesting one, and it is uh, Paddy Kenny turning up with half his eyebrow bitten off. <laughs> wow. So Mem- Great memories. I, <laughs> I remember, it's good film. <laughs> I remember it as uh, he was uh, handing out certificates in my school. As my school I went to school in Shirecliffe, I was just down the road from the academy. So after training, we'd, we'd often have a couple of players in. Um and he was taking pictures for attendance certificates or something like that. And he, it was literally about two or three nights after he'd got into that ruckus and 
and we, it was taking pictures with a load of seven and eight year olds uh, with half an eyebrow. Wow. <laughs> wow. So yeah. I mean, it's a decent entry. Was it before Chelsea game? Um, yeah, I, I think, think it was before yeah. Chelsea game at home, that. The only one where he'd been, he'd been in some right bothers. And he wants like to have someone with a snooker queue in Walkley somewhere as well. No idea. They were always out in Dinnington, weren't they? They lived out that way. Um, I think he was uh, no great surprise that he ended up getting in trouble and getting banned for uh, <laughs> coughed, cough sweets <laughs> bollocks. I'll leave yeah. that for a minute. Yeah, well, Paddy, what a character. So Paddy Kenny turning up at school with a half-eaten eyebrow. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. Yeah, well, he wasn't character, Paddy. He was one of those, like, lovable rogue, but... Great goalkeeper, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Unorthodox in everything he did. Couldn't yeah. kick for shit. Yeah. But, like... Got injured at least once a season. I thought he actually were a better goalkeeper when he was fat. Mm. When he lost loads away, I don't think he were quite the same. Of us saying that, managed to get promoted with QPR yeah, at the end, didn't he? So he were, I mean, probably that's more to do with Elton Rafferty. He's only just Rathen. stopped, hasn't he? Yeah. He's only just stopped playing. Well, he had that, that image of him pop up in Leeds training a few years ago when he had really put his weight back on. Yeah. And he, uh, he looked uh, rather large. I'd say, though, Paddy's probably just one of them blokes who, unless he's on it, yeah, he's he just gains like, weight. Similar to like Tyson I saw, him, I saw him in medal on the long back and he, he's lost a load of weight again. He looks yeah. like... As well, footballers, they look fat, on the, they look fat on the pitch, somewhere. but then stood next to us, they look exactly like yeah. we do. Yeah. Yeah. Without like wanting to plug a friend's book, he has got an autobiography coming out with uh, Danny Hall. Really? That'll be interesting. Ooh. Well, United bit. Don't really give a fuck about Leeds or QPR. <laughs> it will be interesting to see his thoughts on when he left United, though, I think. I remember when he got booed at the lane. Yeah. I was actually taken back by how bad the, re- the revolt against him was. Yeah. That, so we got beat 3 0 that game, didn't we? And yeah. we, we'd lost the game. By the time by the time we realised the game wasn't about Paddy Kenny, we were already 3 0 down and we'd yeah. lost it. Wasn't it? Wasn't it before? And it was when we were on that bloody dodgy Channel 4 football fraud documentary where Brian Robson. We're drinking a lot of Carlsberg with all these investments. Yeah. And McCabe, we were holding a rambling. No, 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 Blackwell. Blackwell's fine. Blackwell. Yeah, Blackwell. Yeah. No, but Robson was set up in, I Robson believe it was China or Thailand, and there was secret undercover thing. I remember right? the programme. Yeah. And, and it was revealed that we were the club at the end, yeah, and yeah. then they took him round and we lost. I reckon it was 4 0. We lost. No, no it was definitely 3. It was first game of the season. Second game. First home game of the season. Johnny Ertle got absolutely massacred. By everybody he played against. <laughs> he wasn't that bad, George. Oh, 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 awful footballer. I mean, but I yeah. fancy me chances. No, there, was <laughs> much worse, there was much worse yeah. in that team than Johnny Earl. So, anyway, Paddy Kenny's eyebrow. Fair news, okay. Does anyone else want to go? Yeah, I've got a bit of an unorthodox one. But uh, sort of in light of the end of the McCabe era now, because there's been some funny things Kevin McCabe's done and said. Uh, but in my opinion, that the almighty one and if I was a Wednesday fan I'd always and they still bring wouldn't it up wouldn't be on this pod <laughs> no but they always bring it up and that if they did it I'd be all over them like a cheap suit and it's the image of Sean Bean oh, at Parliament <laughs> surrounded by the United fans in a really ill-fitting suit <laughs> attempting to do a serious face so I'm but I just want to put Sean Bean in the Hall of Fame for being Arguably our most famous supporter, and 
if I'm ever in a bad mood, I watch the Sean Bean bastard <laughs> compilation <laughs> on Twitter or YouTube or something, and it puts a smile Is on my face. Sean Bean, the TV show that he doesn't die in. Bastard. <laughs> yeah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> You yellow, you yellow belly bastard. <laughs> you fat bastard. Shut up, you bastard. There's a bastard in these hills. Now, <laughs> it's it, outstanding. Totally get away with one swear word, couldn't they, in that show? <laughs> and, uh, and they ran with it. <laughs> and also, top shaggering when Saturday comes. Knocks off a couple in that, doesn't he? And just generally a top, top, top blade. But no, Sean Bean, but particularly for the picture of him. Pretending to look sad with a load of United fans on London Bridge. It's a bit embarrassing, though. Isn't it? uh, more than a bit embarrassing. It's possibly the worst image um, associated with our club. <laughs> that or Dean Hammond wearing the famous red and white. Well, white, white and red. White and red. <laughs> <laughs> Fair dues. Sam? Um, I'm going to go on a similar sort of tangent as it's January, I'm going to go with broken down fax machines. God. <laughs> and <clears throat> obviously the the two that got away, although one is now with us. Yeah, Who's the other? Kyle Hutton. Kyle Hutton. I told you Rain Man in there. <laughs> What's he doing there? No idea. He, 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 he actually played for Rangers for quite a bit when they got rid of They were getting themselves back up into he, he, he played with them for the three seasons, getting back into the Premier League. Well, that's how, that's how Fleck left, wasn't it? Yeah, Fleck walked, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, what's annoying about... I remember being particularly annoying about that. Just don't fucking tell us. Uh, I'd rather say, oh, we've struggled to get some over live, which is the common... Like My favourite bit with that was... FIFA in them days didn't update, the only update on the transfer window, if you remember. Mm. And FIFA had John Fleck and Kyle Hutton in Sheffield United's oh, team God. for the rest of that season. Who would have been manager then? Who would that have been under? Wilson. It, oh, it was uh, the thingy season, it yeah. was the Everton season. season. Oh, was it? Yeah. Wow. Um, because I remember Wednesday fan tweeting, their rape signings for United, that gives them some real well, John, depth. That one John Fleck were dubbed as the Scottish Wayne Rooney, weren't it? He were playing just behind the striker. Yeah. Which is similar to what he's doing now. Yeah. He scored a lot of goals for Rangers as youth. He does look a bit Rooney esque. Yeah. Uh, where, so, where would he fit in that side? Hutton were a forward, weren't he? No, Hutton were a I think Fleck would have played where Billy Clark had been playing with Evans. Billy yeah. Clark was sort of playing just off him. Yeah, he'd have played the Creswell role, probably. Fucking Richard Creswell. Oh. In fact, I'm describing something as the Creswell role. Well, I thought Creswell played really well. Don't get me wrong, he, he, did, he would check Evans' legs, were not he? Yeah. He, he did all donkey work for Chet uh, Evans. So, and uh, for those interested, Carl Hutton is currently wearing the famous number eight at Dumbarton. Oh, of course. Where well, else would he be? That shit. It's like having a nine at Newcastle. Now. After spells at Rangers, Partick Thistle, Dunthermline, Queen of the South, St Mirren, and Airdrie. Oh, he's, had a, he's had a career. He's, uh, he's definitely moved around a bit. Stayed in Scotland though, which is you know well less said yeah, than that. I think I think broken down fat in in yeah. it being January. It's yours to lose this, Phil. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm going for uh, I guess a little bit left field, and we, we've talked a few times about some of the the things that go on around United outside of the club at the moment. You've got the Den Blades fanzine that we've spoke about a few times. Love Blades pod, I think it's brilliant. There's obviously um, there's a new pod now, Tufty Club, that Dead Bat does, and, and United do their own podcast. But I'm I'm going for somebody that's been around the social media for United for quite a while, and he's now a big part of Blades Pod. It's Andrew or, or Roy from Roy's Views, as he's known, 
for the commitment that he must have to go through to get some of these views. And he's not just done it in the Premier League when it's easy. He's yeah. been doing this for years and years and years. I really enjoy the how the loan players are getting on and stuff like yeah. that. I so said it's you, a proper commitment. You know to... what? You say it's easy in the Premier League. It's probably harder getting genuine Filtering fans' views. Yeah, it's a good shout in the Premier shout. League. But he, he even managed to get them from failed. Well, I remember he managed to get them from Real Batiste <laughs> when we played him in, in pre-season. <laughs> Outstanding commitment, yeah. yeah. I so. also, the problem I have with it is it's become a bit of a uh, superstition. Not reading it, If I read them, we lose. <laughs> and if someone tells me what someone said, we lose. So if you see me, don't talk to me about them. <laughs> what about when we meet with my mate who's a Millwall fan, so that day? If he says something. Uh, no, no, that's different. It's, it's, it's specifically if it's come from, from there, yeah. if it's comes from Roy's view. I can't hear Andrew, you. Andrew, if you are listening to this, can you block Sam J Ridley on Twitter so he has no chance of seeing any of your tweets? <laughs> I agree. I've, I really enjoy them. It's yeah. much better than the other three nominations. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I'd get my vote. But, like, yeah, fantastic. Absolutely. Very good. I, I also um, would... No, I'll save that. I'll save that. <laughs> Fair enough. I've buggered up the nomination. I've got a better one, but never mind. I'll have to use that next week. I'm sure we'll be sat here again this time next week. Yeah, especially now I've got my lowly card for the cross size. They're never going to get rid of me. <laughs> the barmaid's very nice and she's given me the lowly card where you can collect stamps. Um, so if I have nine pints between now and the end of February, I get my 10 free. And those of you who know me, well, no, that's not going to be an issue. <laughs> um, anyway, I've really enjoyed tonight, boys. It wet my whistle for Saturday, if you will. Um, Really, really hope, Phil, that like you know, for some sort of divine intervention, you find a couple hundred quid and you just buy a last minute train ticket and come on Saturday. I would absolutely love that to happen. I'll go and get a scratch card. So if anyone's got any trainers that need cleaning, it it fill up and he'll join us at Millwall. <laughs> well, I've, yeah. I've deliberately not promoted that on here, but uh, <laughs> you can get your trainers cleaned. Uh, all pro, all profits uh, go to putting Phil's son through university and. Um, and, and just feeding his other two children as well. <laughs> um, I am not a pauper, by the way. <laughs> He's a successful man. They have been looking at the dog a little bit weird. <laughs> and on, on that note, I think we'll call it a day. Yeah, right. <laughs> Pleasure, boys. Um, hopefully we'll get the points on... Uh, not the points, get the victory on Saturday and get in the hat. All right, Marcus Rashford. Everyone, <laughs> Christ, everyone take care. And uh, up the blades. Up the blades. <laughs> If you're going to a pub in Ireland, you have to have a song. And if you don't have a song, you may as well not put the pub on. I've changed the Murray, by the way. So if anybody wants to buy me a Murray, right. Well, I'd say Peroni as well. <laughs>